This podcast is brought to you by Trend. Trend is a micro-influencer marketing platform that helps connect brands with influencers. Learn more, join our network, or start an influencer campaign at trend.io. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the DTC pod. I'm your host, Jay. And today I'm joined with Jamie, our head of customer success. Jamie helps all of the brands on Trend help optimize their campaigns, reach their goals, all of that fun stuff. Um, And today we're going to be talking about how to pick the right creator. I think this is a really important topic. Obviously, Trend helps connect brands and creators. um, And our creators actually apply to campaigns on Trend. So we're going to be talking about it from both perspectives. I know the traditional perspective is that, you know, brands reach out to creators and try and get them to join their campaigns. But on Trend, um, it's the other way around. But we'll be talking about both and really diving into it. Uh, Jamie, thanks for hopping on the podcast. It's your second one now. Yeah, thanks for having me back, man. Glad to, glad to be invited back. Yeah, it's great to have you. So I um, want to dive right into the topic. Uh, picking creators, it's a really tough thing. Like, obviously, you know, a lot of people want to do, like, influencer marketing, generate user-generated content, really great stuff. But it doesn't really happen that well if you aren't picking the right creators. Um uh, so I'd love to just hear from your perspective, if you want to kick us off, like uh, we can just jump into like, what are some of the things that are important in picking the best creators? And I guess if I had to do a more targeted question, um, let's jump into the different like stages, like, or the different goals that brands might have. So obviously, you know, you've got top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, bottom of the funnel, bottom of the funnel, more like on the conversion side, top of the funnel being more of that brand awareness kind of thing. Um, how should you be picking creators on those different stages of the funnel? Yeah, absolutely. It's, I mean, it's, it's kind of the start of where our brands and, and brands that are looking to work and interact with these influencers and creators need to be thinking about. What are the goals up front that they can be uh, setting in place to, to get things going? You know, the top of the funnel being, you know, brand awareness and, and trying to get people focused on um, their brand and is is that going to be like an engagement type of creator who who is a ton of engagement that um, can really drive people to the to the business um, is that you know the bottom of the funnel where you know you're trying to get sales for your business as well um, another where you want to focus on creators that have a ton of engagement so setting those goals up front is super important um, you know and it also depends on if you want you know, to just boost your content library as a brand. You know, creators and influencer marketing is, you know, great to build brand awareness, but it's also a driving force for brands to just get a ton of content for their business. So uh, reaching out to these micro-influencers who are very talented individuals when it comes to being photographers and being videographers and talking about the the products and, and can review your products you know, getting that type of content to put into your Facebook marketing and your Instagram marketing, you want it on your website, you want to provide that social proof, you know, those are all like different topics that each brand should be thinking about when they're setting up their goals. So, you know, what type of campaign are we trying to run with these creators? Do we want it to be that content focused? You know, we need to grow our content library. Do we need to focus on engagement where we can, you know, build up brand awareness? 
um, and hopefully drive some sales through uh, the, the the posts that are going up on Instagram. So there's a few different areas that uh, each brand needs to be thinking about when they are launching their uh, influencer marketing campaigns, for sure. Yeah, that's really helpful to kind of outline those different steps over there. So talking about that a little bit more in depth, if you just had to like quickly connect a creator to a different goal, like what would you say, what should the creator, what should the creator profile kind of look like for the goal of creating content? What should the creator profile look for brand awareness? What should the creator profile look for uh, driving those sales? If you can hit on those three different ones. Definitely. So, you know, content aesthetic is, is a huge one for um, the content, you know, driven campaigns. So if I'm looking, if I'm running with the goal of getting content for my brand, the aesthetic, um, kind of understanding who the persona of my customer is um, and finding creators that fit that persona so that I can get content um, that's relevant. And that's that's a super important piece for um, choosing creators. Relevance is is kind of one of the top three, I would say, in terms of things that you know crea- uh, brands need to be thinking about when choosing creators. Does is it relevant? Is their content aesthetic in line with our brand so that we can get the content uh, on, into our advertising channels and uh, share that uh, across different social channels? So you know that's definitely one of the top things I'd be focused on. Um, you know when it comes to building content out um, for my brand. The follower count, the engagement count, isn't as necessary, so I don't have to focus on those type of types of um, metrics right away. And the ROI that I'm getting from the content itself will be used or will be um, shown when I, you know, have the calculations of my return on ad spend, the ROAS, and um, the return on my investment when we run those ad campaigns with the content. So uh, a little bit more of a long tail. Uh, return on your investment there, but you'll, you'll definitely see it in the long run as social um, proof is, is made through um, the type of content that you'll be producing through uh, influencer marketing. You know, if we take a look at, you know, trying to drive sales now uh, through influencer marketing, um, this is a little bit more of a tricky and uh, tr- tricky way of getting uh, sales through influencer marketing. It's still very possible by no means am I discrediting it by any means, but you know, including discount codes and, and affiliate uh, code uh, affiliate links are definitely ways to attribute that to each creator. But you're going to want to be a little bit more focused on engagement numbers, um, whether it's the engagement rate, the follower account. Are you trying to reach you know 20 micro influencers who have followings between um, 10 and 20 thousand folks? Or are you trying to reach one uh, macro creator who's you know got hundreds of thousands of followers, um, but you're only going to be able to work with one or two of them? So you needed to kind of define those for yourself as well. We're seeing a ton of engagement for micro uh, influencers. These are the folks that have those smaller followings that um, you know just have people bought into the individual themselves a bit more. The the creator themselves have a deeper connection with each of the people on their following because of, you know, the the content they produce. It's more tailored to the person of that audience. So, you know, fitting your brand into the, uh, it, for that creator can really, you know, be put in, right, in front of the right audience to uh, get your brand some ideal sales out of that. So um, making sure that you can attribute that through discount codes and affiliate codes, as I mentioned earlier, um, is definitely helpful. 
And then if, if in both cases, you know, content is getting, is likely going to get put onto Instagram or some social channel by the creator, um, brand awareness in both situations is going to be produced. So as a byproduct of both having the content, you know, whether you're focused on content or whether you're focused on uh, engagement, if it's getting posted on social channels, in both situations, brand awareness is getting, uh, is happening. So, you know, it's a nice and interesting and fun byproduct that you can have for your brand as well. That social proof, you're getting tagged in it. And then, you know, it ends up on your Instagram as well. If, if it's in the Instagram channel as you get tagged in as a brand. So um, hopefully that, that dives into a, a little bit of what we're, we're asking there. Yeah, I think it definitely does. I think, uh, you know, sometimes I even think, but I think maybe some brands also think as well, like that, you know, brand awareness is maybe in its own separate category, especially for some of the, the mid-market and like enterprise brands we work with. Um, but it's not, mm-hmm. it can be kind of like a secondary goal of either creating content or increasing sales. And maybe that's the way that we should be looking at it more so as like a byproduct rather than trying to maybe reach for that goal. So you're kind of getting two, effectively two goals you're accomplishing for the, for the price of one. Um, I want to jump into also the quality of content. So I know we hit on that in terms of like producing, um, content being one of the goals over there and how important, you know, if you are able to produce good quality content, you're able to use that on ads and things like that and help to boost your ROAS, kind of a little bit of a long-term play. Uh, but really, how, how, important is, how important is quality? And when you're looking at quality, like, should I be picking quality over engagement or followers? Like, how does that fit into the whole grand scheme of things there? Yeah, great question. I mean, quality in content is always important. You know, you want to make sure um, the the content itself is the, the simple things. You want to do you want to do the little things right. Um, you want to make sure that it, like the content is well lit, the product is shown. Um, if it's a video, that the uh, that that the product is shown. Uh, uh, very evidently in the in the video and uh, the the voice if it's a testimonial is is super clear so you want to do all the little things right and you'll be able to check out the track record if it's a creator who's worked with um, brands before based on their Instagram feed or whatever whatever social channel they focus on by taking a look at their um, past content um, so that's definitely a, a critical piece of of the whole pie for um, you know, influencer marketing, making sure that content is good because, you know, in the engagement focus where you're trying to drive sales in that situation, you know, if you've negotiated with the creator in a way that you have the ability to license the content, use that content, you know, if you're going for the content focus that's baked in, you're, you've already communicated that. But if it's a sales focused engagement um, campaign, then you still want to negotiate that you can use that content afterwards. Um, so the content quality is super important in those situations. Um, you know, and then there's the type of content quality you're looking for. You know, I social uh, channel or social, um, excuse me, content that's produced on social channels by creators tends to be a bit more authentic and um, it doesn't have that production level. Um, it's kind of like middle of the road. It's not me doing it. I, I don't really have that. 
um, a bit, the ability to make pictures look beautiful and make wonderful videos. But um, some people have an eye for that and can make it look a little bit better than I can, which is awesome. Um, but the point here is that you know the content, and I saw this on Twitter. You know, is, is sh- in quote in quotes I'm making shaky. So shaky content, you know, is a bit more authentic. It looks like your friend made it. Um, it looks like somebody you know made it, and it you know in the right um, channels. Um, can convert at a higher level than content that's produced in a in a content studio because um, you know that social proof is just a driving force for human nature um, and and the things we buy. So you know the content quality can kind of be on a spectrum, whether it's you know shakier or a creator making some really stunningly beautiful content. But in both situations, we we see it perform super well when repurposed. Yeah, I think, and that's what we hit on over here at Trend a lot is, you know, the the really the importance of the content quality and the ability for it to have more longevity. Like even if you are working with a creator that's got really high engagement um, or really high followers or whatever, whatever that metric you might be considering out there. I mean, we think it's quality. I think that's the most important thing just because of the fact that, like you mentioned, um, you're going to be able to use that in other places. It's not just like a, a set it and forget it kind of thing. Like it's something that you can continue to keep using, um, which I think is really important as well. Um, so I want to turn, I know um, I want to hit on this one topic too, as well uh, before we wrap things up. And that is the success of campaigns um, and what's really playing the most importance there. I know you help to manage a lot of the campaigns on trend, Jamie, and make sure they're running super smooth um, and just reaching the goals of the brands. So I want to turn it on to you and ask you, like, what are the most important things that you think um, help to produce like the success of the campaign, especially when it comes to creators? Like how... Like what's important there when picking those right creators to ensure a successful campaign? Yeah, um, that is a great question. So it's it's really about expectation setting from the beginning, making sure that um, you know the expectations of the creator um, have been have been met. But or excuse me, the expectations that are communicated to the creator are clear and concise, um, which gets into a whole other topic of you know, guidelines for a campaign, but um, making sure that your own expectations with the creators that you're choosing, you know, focusing on the content that they've produced in the past, using their uh, historical feed as uh, kind of that guiding light for you and the content that you're looking for. Um, if, if it is a content-focused campaign where you, you want to just generate more content, more um, product photos of people using your products, um, more lifestyle images of your photos, more testimonials for your photos. You know, set a goal for yourself in terms of how much you're looking for. Um, so that's super important when when driving and looking for the success of the campaign. Um, and then for the engagement side, you know, how many sales are you looking to um, kind of generate from this? Are you looking to uh, basically get the money back that you're, um, time and money back that you're spending? Are you looking to have this kind of be a main channel for you. Um, I, w- I would tend to lean on trying to go for the content itself a little bit more than engagement sales through engagement, but you're still going to be able to find those creators that have an audience that is just so perfect for your brand um, that you can continue to leverage 
that creator and the audience that they have to uh, continue to drive sales for your brand. But um, not every creator and kind of having those own expectations yourself um, is it not every create that not every creator is going to be perfect and not every creator, even though they, they check all the boxes um, that you're not going to catch that lightning in a bottle with that creator. Um, and understanding that uh, not all the sales in the world are going to come from a specific creator, but some creators are really going to be able to drive sales for you. We've, we've gotten that feedback from our community before where um, a brand launched a campaign um, they kind of had an idea of which creators would generate those sales for them. Those creators didn't. And then another creator ended up dri- driving most of the sales that they just didn't predict. So um, you're going to be a bit surprised, and it comes with a lot of testing in the influencer marketing world. And that's why we suggest the here at Trend working with those uh, micro-influencers because it is a cheaper way to test with different creators, So, um, among other, other value props as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great point there. And even to that point... Uh, I think something that's really important uh, when picking creators is like even the longevity of it. So like, you know, maybe you run that creator in another campaign. So if you find someone that really aligns with your audience um, and really like what you're looking for, get a lot of value out of that relationship moving forward. Um, and one final question I want to ask, um, just a short question before we, we definitely do wrap things up here, is if for most of the brands, like we have a ton of different brands, um, so I want to give I want to give you the opportunity to answer this question for small businesses, medium-sized businesses, and large-sized businesses. Um, how many creators, like if you had to just pick like pick a number or pick a range, how many creators do you think uh, these different types of like different levels of businesses should be using, like small, medium, and large? Let me hear it. <laughs> yeah, that's a phenomenal that that's a phenomenal <laughs> question. I think it it varies. Um, in, in different ways. Like if you're running a campaign yourself, no software, no workflow, no nothing, and you're just outreaching to creators um, across the board, um, I would say that one person could probably manage, um, you know, 10 to 15. Um, so like if you're a small company, that's one person managing 10 to 15. If you're a mid-sized company and you've maybe got like two to three um, people, that would probably be like anywhere from um, you know, 30 to, to 60 um, creators uh, and larger companies, you know, they can definitely work with a ton of companies because, or excuse me, a ton of cr- uh, creators because they have the resources to help manage that process. Now, if you're working with a software and, you know, don't mind if I plug Trend a little bit here, um, but we, we manage that service for you where you come to Trend, we vetted the creators for you. And um, all you have to do is put up that campaign brief and let the creators know what you're looking for. And they're going to opt into working with you. So instead of searching through a database and and going through and and allowing yourself to try and pick and choose who might be a good fit, you get to choose from people who have already opted into working with you and accept them based on whether or not you want to work with them. Um, And then the rest of the workflow is managed as well. So, um, you know, with working with a software like that, you just have the ability to um, like two to three X the ability and the amount of creators that you're working with. I think if you're running a campaign with one or two folks, um, you know, it's, it, you're just going to get, you're not going to be super thrilled about um, the results. Um, working with more creators uh, will compound the ability and the, the success of your, your campaign. Um, so I, I do recommend you know, when you're working with a software like ours, you have the ability to work with at least 10 
Um, but you have, we have companies that run campaigns in the uh, 30s, 40s, and we even have companies that run campaigns with over 100 creators. So, um, you know, it, you have the ability with, with certain softwares to really uh, accelerate the, your ability to work with a, a lot of people at once. So um, hopefully that answers the question a little bit. It's got some numbers in there, but, um, you know, it, it flexes from brand to brand as well. Yeah, definitely. I think that was really helpful for all the brands that are listening out there. Well, I think uh, I'm out of questions over here. Um, so, Jamie, thanks for hopping on this episode. Really appreciate you. Um, and if you're out there, you're listening and you want to work with more creators or maybe you have some of these questions, uh, feel free to, to go to trend.io slash pricing, sign up to join as a brand, and we can definitely answer some more of those uh, creator questions that you have, like uh, some of the ones that Jamie talked about in depth. And we'd love to see you on the platform as well to kind of scale that process. Um, but thanks again, everyone, for joining us. Uh, Jamie, thanks for being on the podcast. Always appreciate having you on. And we'll see you guys next time on the DTC pod. 